when you leave the building, you see that there are actually hangars that are preserved. And those are the hangars where the seaplanes actually sat in the hangars and they would get rolled out. There's pictures all over the building. So I'd recommend to your listeners, viewers, come by and check out City Hall. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it, we have it's tourists beautiful. that come all the time. Really? Um, yeah, and it's funny because I walk in the building and they're there and I'm like, hey, I'm the mayor and you know, whatever. Pictures. Yeah, 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 it's kind of fun. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. And we heard you're a big Miami Hurricanes fan as well. I'm a big Canes fan. Um, so these two guys played at Miami. Oh, yeah. I okay. did. Yeah. What years? I played, I graduated 2022. Okay. Yeah, so I just got done. I was a few years ago. Underneath Diaz, Manny Diaz, yeah. and Coach uh, Cristobal. Nice. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was a part of like the uh, whole like uh, era of like Coach Rick. So I came in 2017. Okay. I graduated gotcha. 2020. Committed uh, under Coach Golden though. Wow. Yeah, yeah. so I've seen it all. I've seen it all. Yeah. So it's interesting. My my dad was mayor from 1985 to 1993. So they won three national championships. Yeah. My dad was the mayor. All the wide rights and all that from FS, those FSU games yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So that's how I grew up. And then, um, you know, I've been mayor since 2017. And I keep telling all the coaches, I'm like, yo, you, know, you guys got to win a championship. Down, down three. Actually, Mayor Diaz's dad, I think, I'm not sure if he was mayor yet when they won the first national championship. I mean, not the first one, the one in 01. So he was elected in 01, but I'm not sure if he was elected at the end of 01. So that might have been the beginning. I'm not sure. But anyways, so he might have one, you know, so I'm yeah, like, you got to get at least one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And look, that's, that's, I mean, Cristobal's had two great recruiting classes. I mean, depending on what site you believe, you know, he's a, like the eighth or the fifth or fourth or third. I think this year's number three. Number three. Some of the, some of the, the highest yeah. ones are number three. Yeah. It's just such a crazy time now because um, with, with the portal. And NIL. And NIL. Right, you got these two a phenomenon um, that make you wonder, even if you have, like before you had a solid class, if you stack two solid classes like that, you're like, okay, we're gonna have guys here for two, three years, right, I'm, yeah, I'm good, yeah, yeah. right? But theoretically, anyone can transfer. Now. Anyone right? can poach. It's crazy, so, so you know, you see that happening and then you see teams that get better fast and it's not that they're having great recruiting classes, it's that they're having great transfer portal classes. Yeah. yeah. Right? Transfer portal so tough, sure. the, the guy who now is running the NCAA is a former governor of Massachusetts, Charlie Baker. Okay. I don't know if you guys I didn't know that. Fun fact. Uh, yeah, so fun fact, and he's a good guy. Um, but, you know, he sort of inherited all this, <laughs> you know. So I don't know how he's feeling about, uh, you know. It's the wild, wild west. Yeah, 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 I feel yeah, like the rules are being changed literally every day. We're kind of, like, making it up as yeah. we go. Yeah, 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 I, yeah, I heard the other day some kid from, like, Oklahoma got, like, 800K out of high school. Yeah. Out of oh, high school. Guys are getting way more than that. I mean, over I, 10 mil. I think, I think the issue also is, like, you know, obviously – these kids are, and you guys as well, right? Like you're risking your health, right? Because, you know, football's a pretty violent sport. Yeah. Um, the university are making a lot of money off their programs. And, you know, and, and so, and, and we also want kids to get an education. So what happens is we don't want, you would, I would imagine, we don't want kids to leave school early to go professional yeah. if they can, you know, still Make take more, care. Yeah. Right? They can, or, or at least, maybe not more, but at least they can take care of themselves or family, whatever, sure. do it legally. Yeah. So that there's no issues related to like someone breaking the rules. Um, I don't know. It's, you know, maybe not a perfect system, but it sounds like it's probably a it's better, better system than before. Than, than yeah, yeah. I spent this past year on the practice squad. I can tell you they're making more. Oh, yeah, <laughs> they're yeah, making sure. more. I wish Guys I had a couple more years of eligibility. Gotcha. You're on that. You're on that. Yeah. You're on the pro side. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, look, like, you see guys coming back, which is interesting for yeah. like the fifth year or fourth year. Right, to Six get a year, big, seventh, sometimes eight, nine. <laughs> 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 Even like fourth or fifth so, year, they're coming back. Like we got this, the, the quarterback transfer, Cam Ward, you know, I think he's a fifth year senior, fourth year senior. Yeah, yeah. Right, so, you know, that maybe would have been somebody you would have lost to the NFL yeah. and the person stays, does well, yeah, gets yeah. to play, develop even more, and then, you know, hopefully get to become a high draft pick or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And what do you think about Coach Cristobal? Have you talked to him? I have. I mean, I think he's phenomenal. Uh, he's a Miami guy, yeah. um, player, national champion, uh, high school guy. He went to Columbus. Um, did you go to Columbus as well? I, I, I didn't. I graduated from LaSalle. Okay. okay, um, okay. I went briefly to Columbus in ninth grade. That's another story. Uh, but, uh, but, but, <laughs> you got kicked out? No, I did not get kicked out. I did not get kicked out. <laughs> but it's another Sorry. story. It's another story. Uh, I'm, sure that'll get the, I'm sure that'll get the blogs going. Uh, <laughs> but no, no, it was... Uh, um, but but he's look he's a Columbus guy he's you know he's a he, I like the fact that he's an offensive lineman former yeah, offensive he's lineman he's building the trenches for sure yeah I mean like he got these two guys yeah, yeah. last year that were the like the number one number two 
offensive lineman yes, in yeah, the country. Yeah, yeah. And if you're now a running back, if you're a receiver, if you're a quarterback, now you're thinking to yourself, wait a second, I'm going to have more time. I'm going to have more holes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm going to be able to get open uh, as a receiver. And so it, it I, people don't realize that. They, they're thinking skill positions first, yeah. which makes sense because that's what's flashy and fun. But if you don't have the time, yeah. Right. Yeah. If you can't, no, you can't block people. Yeah. You're not going to get open. You can't run the ball. You can't. You know. So I think he's 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 kind of an old school smash mouth guy. Mm-hmm. Um, Trust and, me, I know And he and he just you know he's he's uh, but he he seemed, he's a great recruiter. I mean, what he's done is unbelievable. Um, you know, I was looking at all the recruiting rankings yeah. for the last twenty years, and you know, even even you know some of the ones that you talked about, some of the coaches that you guys have talked about. I mean. They, you know, to get a top five recruiting class, I mean, you're talking about like, you know, Georgia right now, oh, yeah. Alabama, right? All you're competing SEC against all the big time. boys. So yeah. I have a lot of faith in him. Um, he hasn't been afraid to change coaches if something's not working, yeah. um, you know, and then, uh, so look, I hope, you know, being a Kane fan, right? And 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 look, and I went to FIU, so I don't want to no. throw, throw my FIU guys in, uh, totally shade on there, but because I'll get I'll get the calls, because I'll get the calls. I'll tell you, I'll get the really? calls from yeah, yeah, I'll get the calls from. But the you club. like Miami more, like football? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, they're, they're, they, they yeah, haven't really been in. Yeah. Again, I get in trouble yeah. for saying this, but you know, they have five national championships, right? In D one, yeah, 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 right. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. It's the premier um, school. Yeah. yeah, so it's. And it's, do you think they'll come back to what they were in like '80s, early 2000s? I do, I do, and I actually think um, you know we're seeing now these coaches leave, right? Like Saban, mm-hmm. and you know some of these other coaches that th- th- there's an opportunity, right, with coaches retiring. Um, so everything always changes, like it's evolving. Like you're seeing now, uh, you know, there was a time when even the, the big three, UF, FSU, and, and UM, were not even the most prominent in the state. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, UCF making waves, and you had some of these other other schools. Um, but uh, but no, I do, I do. I think I, I think. Listen, as a as a as a Kings fan, you're always optimistic. Yeah, yeah. The first the yeah. Yeah. Every, year, you know, every year, they're back. They're back. They're back. But no, but, but, back. <laughs> but, but listen, Mario, Mario. I think I think they've they've they did a few things. They're doing a few things different. Number one is, you know, they got a guy who's you know they got a marquee coach right for a, home, yeah. a, home, a hometown guy from Oregon right, right. who's coaching in Oregon, a big program, and then they're investing in the program. I think yes. that's the big issue. Yeah. I think you know. These recruiting rankings don't happen back. So, you know what yeah. I mean? They're obviously, they're obviously investing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Great coach, great guy. Um, I only had the privilege of playing for him under for, for only a year, but he was definitely a great guy, great mentor, and great leader. So I'm excited. I'm listen. I've seen the way the program. Great man. Going. He's a great father. I see him at church. Oh, I love okay, you nice. know. I, I love seeing him. You know, mass and Saint Augustine. And so, you know, I think I yeah, yeah I have a good relationship with him, and you know, we're able to talk every once in a while. He's a great guy. And for NFL, you like the Dolphins? Is that your team? Of course. Yeah. Yeah, look, I mean, I was born and raised in Miami. I'm the first mayor of Miami. We were incorporated in 1896, right? And as far as we can tell, I was the first mayor of Miami born in the city of Miami. In the history of Miami. First father and son. My dad was mayor from 85 to 93. My dad was the first Cuban mayor. And so I grew up, I mean, I remember the 1985 Bears against Dolphins game when the Bears were undefeated and Marino beat them in the Orange Bowl to break their undefeated streak. They never lost a game after that, by the way. The Bears, 1985 Bears was arguably one of the best teams in history with uh, Walter Payton. The Fridge. The Fridge, Dent, Richard So they had McMahon was a quarterback. I mean, they had a great team and they ended up winning the Super Bowl that year and they dominated uh, the Patriots. And the only game that they lost was against the Dolphins and keep the perfect season intact. So... I mean, there's just a lot of tradition there. I think the, the the owner is doing a good job. I think the 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 coach is phenomenal. He's built a team around uh, the talent of the team, right? Like I the think he's, oh, yeah. he's been able to <laughs> he's been able to maximize Fast. Tua by 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 playing to Tua's strengths, uh, getting the you know the assets that they need to to maximize it. And I mean, I mean, if I would have told you when they drafted Tua, hey, you know, a couple of years later he's going to be you know, lead the, the NFL in, in passing yards, 4,600, almost 5,000 oh, passing wait, yards. Tua did that this year? Yeah. 4,600 yeah, passing I, I, yards. I might need to see the stats on that. Throw the challenge flag. I bet you that he threw for more than 4,600 yards this year. This year? This year. Challenge I mean, flag. You throw a challenge flag on that? Actually, I believe you because... Because I'm saying with so much conviction. No, because I believe because Tyreek Hill almost had what? 1,700 yards. He had 1,700, Waddle had over 1,000 yards. Okay, so you know what? 
I, I believe two you. plus two is four. This time I believe. This guy Dave on over here, he's a hard sell, man. Hey, he also believes that. Well, you guys are talking. I'm gonna Google it. Just you know. Tyreek Hill. I think he. He for sure led the league in passing. Oh, yeah. The question is, do you he pay did leave the, He did leave the The question is, do you pay him top three quarterback money off of that? Because I was like, uh, I'm, a, so. I'm a fan of Tua personally, but look, the naysayers always say like big moments, doesn't come in. I'm not going to, uh, look, I, I'm not going to get into that piece of it because I don't want to, I mean, it's the Dolphins, they got to negotiate yeah, 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 and yeah. Tua and all that. I think, uh, A, you know, you know, McDaniels has done a phenomenal job of getting the most out of him. Oh, yeah. B, you know, I think there were some, uh, you know, he was injured, right? He was injured out of college with the hip injury and, you know, uh, missed a couple games in, in, I think, his first couple seasons. And so he had a f his first season also where he didn't miss a game. I thought that was a big deal. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and it's the nature of the way the NFL is, right? He's on the end. I think it was the last year of his rookie contract where they extended him a, a year. So he's going to have to, um, you know, he's going to have to, to uh, you know, they're going to have to make a decision as to whether or not they keep him, they, they pay him this year or they extend him or what. Yeah, yeah. it'll be interesting. Yeah. 4624. <laughs> My dad was the mayor, so that guy that's holding me up right there in that picture wow. was the mayor of Miami at the time. So he helped bring, uh, he helped bring when he was mayor the Heat, the the Panthers, and also the Marlins. Oh wow! Oh, wow. Um, in his in his, so, so he beat he me on that. He beat me on that too. Well, uh, my thing was I, I focused on Inter Miami, right? Bringing Inter Miami to Miami um, and and doing the stadium deal, which we did um, in the city, which was a great deal for the, for the citizens of Miami. They they approved it as well, uh, yeah. by sixty five percent. And then the team made me look good and smart by going out and getting Messi and, you know, yeah. Luis Suarez yeah. and Jordi Alba. And Did you play a role in getting them here as well? Well, they you were call. here, so I, I played <laughs> a role. Yeah. So I, play, I played a role, yeah. So the answer is yes, in a sense, I played a role in the stadium deal. So I was mm. the lead negotiator for the city with my city manager, right, on the stadium deal, and I presented it to uh, the commission, and it was a great deal. I would argue it was the best, the best sports deal in the history of sports, and I know that's a big wow. statement. Oh. But yeah. I, I, can, I can tell you that, for example, right now, in Tennessee, the Titans are asking for uh, over a billion dollars from Tennessee. In Buffalo, uh, you know, Buffalo is asking the state of New York for over a billion dollars in subsidies for the stadium. Wow. In, in, in Las Vegas, Las yeah. Vegas is asking Nevada for over a billion dollars uh, for their stadium. In Miami, we gave zero dollars. Really? Uh, they're paying us fair market value rent for the land that they're building it on. So we're going to make conservatively and over the life at least $2 billion in revenue. Wow. So we went wow. from a, a deal where you're giving a billion dollars to you're making $2 billion. Wow. Big, big, big difference. And then, of course, they make us look good by going out there and getting these incredible players and, you know, which builds our brand and our assets, et cetera. So it's, um, yeah, so I had a big role in that. And um, also uh, play, try to play a significant role in us becoming the headquarters for the 2026 World Cup. Mm -hmm. uh, that's also, uh, you know, and I was a president of the U.S. Conference of Mayors when the U.S. was awarded the World Cup. And I was actually... Um, Canada, the U.S., and Mexico that were awarded the World Cup. So I've been trying trying to get involved in that because I think that th these are worldwide events that mm -hmm. really enhance our brand and, uh, you know, and then and, and they create prosperity. I mean, look, I, I don't think it's a secret that we have, or I don't think, I don't think that, that it's by accident that we have the lowest unemployment in America, highest wage growth in America. You know, the city's grown in terms of the value of its property by 100% since I've been here. And we have the lowest homicide rate in our recorded history. So those are stats that are meaningful because they impact real people's lives. The other thing I'll bring up too is homelessness is yeah. way down. And I know because sort of like Rob and I, we started this nonprofit called Second Spoon. So we, we started it down here when I was in college. Yeah. And basically we like, we take all the surplus foods and we donate it and we like, we feed the homeless. We have a food truck. And when we start like 20, 2016, 17, like probably when you first started. Thank you for doing that, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it. This would have been 2018. Yeah, I started so 2017. This was after my okay. freshman year. Yeah, so around yeah. that time. Yeah. And, I mean, there was a good amount of homeless people. Nothing like out in California or L.A. Because yeah, yeah, we yeah, work sure. out there as well, like Skid Row yeah, and all that. Yeah. Um, but recently, we went out a few months ago. It was like yeah. almost hard to find hard people. To find, which is yeah. like good, right? Yeah, 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 <laughs> so so we, 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 we put out a plan. I was inspired a few years ago uh, when we had reached something called Functional Zero Veteran Homeless. Meaning we had basically eradicated homeless veterans from our city. And that was certified by the federal government. 
And so I was like, well, how many do we have total? And according to our census, uh, currently we have somewhere in the 500 range, 500 Just total. veterans or total homeless? Total. Really? Total. In total, total of Miami? Total. And all of the city of Miami proper. Now, some people think of Miami as the county, mm. right? The counties are three million metropolitan area, places like Kendall and Doral, yeah, and yeah. that's outside of the city. That's about a thousand. So it's not that, that much bigger. Not at all. Right? The, the, and, and, and you're talking about, in terms of population, you're talking about, we're about one sixth approximately of the population of the county uh, with about 500,000. The county's about 3 million, right? So that's, that's, that's the proportion. But we have about half the homeless um, because we're the urban area, right? We're, we're the center. And so we want to be at zero. Like we, I, put a, I put out a plan called Functional Zero. In fact, I just did my state of the city a few days ago at Camilla's house, which is one of the homeless shelters. Yeah, 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 That's where we yeah, get yeah, out. Yeah. Exactly. Like right yeah. outside yeah. there yeah. on the street. Yeah, yeah. and, 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 and we, we think that our community, and thanks to people like you, shows, displays extreme compassion. And I think we, um, we can get there. We can, we can take care of 530 people. We can house them. We can help them vocationally learn how to, um, how to be productive for themselves, get skills, whether it's, I, I, I sponsored a culinary institute to teach the homeless how to, how to be cooks and chefs. Oh, wow for our hotel system. I also taught them a, a, a construction management program so they can be OSHA certified so they can actually work on construction sites. Oh. So we're not just about, you know, we're not just about them, um, you know, potentially getting mental health counseling and, and drug addiction, uh, um, you know, counseling. It's also about helping them integrate. And what we've noticed is that uh, Camilla's, for example, has an incredible statistic. 99% of the people that are housed, 99%, remain housed, like don't go back. Right. So we know that if we can just just create enough capacity, we have a model that will work. Wow. Yeah, man, it's good yeah. stuff. I think the mayor of LA needs to contact yeah, you. Take some notes. Like Skid Row is, Brother, a, I can the tell last hospital is 30,000 people. I've gotten yeah. so many calls from so many people telling me things like that. Yeah. Part of the reason why I ran for president was, was because of that. But, um, you know, we didn't, it wasn't always like this in this community. We had. We had about 10,000 homeless and we created something called the Homeless Trust, which is based on a, a food and beverage tax. Uh, when, you buy, uh, uh, when you buy it in our city, you get a 1% tax uh, on your food and beverage and that generates a ton of money. Mm. And we use that to do a decentralized set of homeless assistance centers throughout the community. Um, and we care, we're compassionate. We, yeah. we, we believe that uh, we're judged, all of us, and I think that's why you guys went out there, by what we do for those that are most in need. Yeah. community and I think that's that's a measure of a city the compassion of a city wow that's amazing Thanks, bro. it feels Great like stuff. like when you're the mayor there's so many hats that you have to wear how do you go about like prioritizing the objectives like what needs to get accomplished you know I think first you're driven by your passion what are you passionate about at the moment or what is the moment what is the issue of the moment right like we, we focused our my state of the city on the what I call the three H's uh, homeless housing and homicides so uh, again, we wanted to build on our record low homicide rate. Uh, 1947, we started recording homicides. We had about 176,000 people and we had 32 homicides. This year we have over half a million and we have, uh, we had 31. Wow. And, and by the way, the high watermark at the year we had the most was in 1980, we had 220. So oh. it's not like, oh, Miami's been, just been flat, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. We, we, no, no, we were up at 220. Uh, and that was because of like the drug trade and all correct. that cocaine. Yeah. Absolutely. And so, yeah, I mean, you saw, I don't know if you guys have you guys seen Griselda, the, the Netflix documentary? Of course, yeah, of course, yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's, 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 that took place in Hialeah, Miami Lakes, right? Well, it happened yeah, all over Miami. Yeah, 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 <laughs> I don't want to throw shit on Hialeah. I'm going to get a call from the mayor of Hialeah. Uh, why are you throwing my city under the bus? So, no, man, it was a lot of it happened in our city, in Miami. For sure, we had, for sure. Yeah. Dayland you know, Mall. Yeah, well, Dayland's outside of the city, but we had, we had in 1980, we had 220 murders. That is, Two out of every three days we had a murder. Whoa. Wow. You know what I mean? And so, you know, now we had 31, which is, you know, less than three a month. Wow. We had two out of every three days, right? Less than three a month. So it's uh, less than one a week. Um, so it, 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 it's, it's a significant improvement. And um, so that's that housing. Obviously, we are a city that everybody wants to live in. Yeah. Like we're the envy of the world right now. So that creates demand, right? Like people want to be here and that increases prices. Yeah. So we want to make Miami affordable. It's tough because I'm not going to do things to stop demand, right? Like I'm not going to say, okay, we're going to raise taxes. We're going to make the city less safe or we're going to make it, you know, whatever to, to make it less desirable, right? Yeah, so yeah, that's, yeah, de that's yeah, demand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but what you can do is you can use the resources you have, leverage them, which we've done to the tune of 20 to one to create affordable housing and give people an opportunity to live in pride. And I think part of the reason why we've seen a, a drop in homicides is because we've, 
we, we had food deserts in the city and we, we invested in supermarkets to bring in supermarket chains. We, you know, we invested in a lot of affordable housing over the last, over my time as, as, a, as a public official, 15 years. And that creates an ecosystem, right? So that people are not um, on the streets, they're home. They, they, they have, you know, these buildings that are affordable housing. They have, you know, community centers, they have workout rooms, mm-hmm. they have, you know, uh, TV rooms where you can watch a game, where you can work out, where you can, you know, computer rooms where you can, by the way, nowadays everything's computerized. So like if you want to apply for a job, yeah. you got to have a computer. You need the internet. Yeah, you need the internet. Sure. So, you know, we have, again, the lowest unemployment in America is 1.6% unemployment. That means Whoa. 98.4% of our citizens are working. And wow. we were also ranked the happiest city in America and the healthiest city in America. So I always say like, if you're happy, you're healthy and you're working, <laughs> you're not committing crime. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's kind of like pretty straightforward, basic stuff. It's because of 11 right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. So you mentioned running for president in this primary. I'm curious, what is something that you learned about that process that you didn't know before? Because I'm curious, it's kind of like, the behind the scenes, the bureaucracy, maybe like some sort of like deep state where they're trying to propel. You want to get me in trouble, huh? <laughs> no. Uh, no, I'm no. So, so what did I learn? I learned a lot of things. Yeah. A lot of things. I think the first thing I learned is that the process to select a president is a process where the people who are part of that process, right, um, are incredible people. They're Americans. Right? And, and, and we as Americans are incredible people. We, we don't give ourselves enough credit, I think, sometimes. right? And these are people who understand the gravity of what they're, they're basically doing. right? And they, they have high IQs, um, you know, and, and they're not necessarily wealthy people. right? So this is not like, these are not, I mean, the people that are in the early, and I'm talking about the early primary states, Iowa, like Iowa Hampshire, South Carolina, yeah. right? Like these are people that are not necessarily wealthy people, right. but they're smart people. They love this country. They are quintessential Americans, um, and 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 that I learned through meeting them and going through the process. Uh, obviously, like everything in life, there are yes. When you talk about the deep state, I would maybe characterize it a little bit differently. Like everybody, there, there's a lot of interest. Right? There's a lot of interest, yeah. and 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 the interest may not be having a young Hispanic Republican mayor, you know, necessarily. Is it because it's hard to get a minority? Through the Republican caucus because of you know all those maybe Midwest states. No, I think like look first of all, mayors. A mayor has never been the president. Mm. It's never happened. You've never had a mayor go from directly right. from the mayor. By the way, that happens a lot across the world, in in in, in other countries in Argentina and yeah. Great Britain and like in a bunch of countries. Pretty pretty much every country in the world other than the U.S. Really? Yeah. Um, the mayor of Buenos Aires, is, I mean, is often a presidential candidate. The, the mayor of, of Bogota is often yeah, a presidential yeah. candidate. The mayor, the mayor of London was, you know, Boris Johnson was the mayor of London, right? So he was a prime minister. So, it, I mean, it happens a lot across the world, just doesn't happen a lot in the U.S. So I think that was one. You know, I think, um, so you don't have the same volume, right? You're not giving the And then I think also the fact that uh, the governor ran, and we're both from the same state, we cannibalize each other a little bit. Like, who's the one that's responsible for the success? And so I think there was a little bit of that. Um, and, you know, obviously he's a governor, so, you know, and he had more money than I did, so he's obviously going to get more volume. I mean, that's just kind of like yeah. math, right? So I don't, I don't think it's anything. I think, the, I think the Republican Party would love to have someone that looks like me and sounds like me um, advancing, right, in the process. Because um, if Republicans can get Hispanics, if Republicans can get young voters, and if Republicans can get people in cities, mm-hmm. three areas they traditionally do not do well in, right. Um, they could do very, very well in elections. Because right, you would bring time. in that demographic. Yeah, I mean, that's what I would, yeah. that's what I would that try to bring idea. in. Yeah, that would be my, my objective, right? Huh. Yeah. So how does it, pro- like, the day you decide, like, I'm posting, I'm announcing, I'm running, yeah. is it, like, just a bunch of different, like, corporations and, like, as you said, like, special interest groups are coming up to you? No. So first of all, the process of deciding to run for president is, is you know, it's, it's a long and deliberative and arduous process, right? Mm. You are, you know, and it didn't, sometimes it doesn't hit you until like your middle of When you're in it, you're like, wow, I'm doing it. Yeah, like, oh my God, this is like, you're, <laughs> you're running for- You're in Iowa, <laughs> eating a corn dog, you're like- Yeah, I know, I, and I'll tell you, there was a moment, and I remember the moment well, my mom called me, you know, my mom just ch- checking up on me, like, mm-hmm. hey, you know, how you doing? Like, how's it going? And it just dawned on me, like, you know, sometimes you're, you're so, and I'm, I'm sure from football, your football world, you-, you you, you can relate to this, right? You're, you're so focused on executing the play, right. on executing, you know, the practice, having a good practice, but just looking at what's right in front of you, right? Whether it's the drill or whatever. And you, sometimes you don't zoom out yeah. and think about like your career, where am I, what do I want to achieve, you know, yeah. that kind of stuff. And 
And at that moment, I zoomed out and I'm like, oh my God, I am running for the most important job <laughs> in the world. Literally. Literally. Yeah. And I'm one of 12 people yeah. on my side of the Top list. 12. I'm, I'm uh, top 12, right? And, 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 and you know, and so it, it dawns on you and then you realize the enormity of it. Um, there are, you know, obviously it's, it's, it's the most important job in the world, at least right now, uh, being the president of the United States. And so it's uh, a lot of responsibility. So my question to you is, would you do it again? I wouldn't know the right circumstances, you know, I think. Um, I think, uh, so it reminds me of, and again, this is a, I'm sure I'll get criticized for using this as an example, but uh, you get criticized for everything, so I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for the course. I, I ran for mayor in 2013, and so I was trying to push the generational envelope in the city. I ran against an incumbent. I ran against a guy who was my dad's generation. So I wanted to be the first in my generation mayor, which I ended up being, but I ended up being it four years later. Mm. And so what happened is I ran, I, I did well, had a couple, made a couple of mistakes in the campaign, and it became harder for me to win. And I ended up dropping out because my wife was pregnant. We were trying to get pregnant for four years, and we finally did. Uh, I found out on Father's Day, actually, of that year, wow. and, which was pretty cool. And then um, that's my nine-year-old son, and he's a ball player, and basketball player. And, and you know, then I decided to get out, and, and, and it made it a lot easier for me when I ran in 17. Mm -hmm. So what I'm trying to say is... You learn I, from that experience. Yes. Yeah. There, there, you know, there is a learning curve. You do have to, to your point, you have to meet people in the process. You have to understand the process. Um, some people win the first time, you know, um, but not everybody does. And a lot of people don't, you know, current presidents you know, run multiple times. Um, yeah, I think Biden ran like three or four times. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what do you make of, like, looking ahead, Trump probably going to beat Nikki, or like, what do you think about that coming up in South Carolina? Also, I think it's Biden. A, I think it's kind of a must-win for her. Uh, it's her home state. Yeah. Uh, she was the governor. Um, you know, sh she came in third in Iowa, and she she de declared it was going to be a two-person race, which it turned out to be. So that was she was right about that. After finishing third, though. After finishing the distant third. Yeah. Right, like a distant third, because you know, the, the, both of them were distant, second and third. Yeah, right? they yeah. were thirty points behind yeah. the former president. Then she did better in North New yeah. Hampshire, but it was you know ten points still, and that's the place where you would expect her to do well, right? Like her best uh, state, yeah. Right, you would think that she would do very well there, and I think there there were some demographics that came out that seventy percent of the voters that voted for her were not Republican potentially. So that's that could you know that's that's the that's the question about whether there's a vulnerability there. But it is her home state. Presumably, she knows how to win in her home state because she was the governor twice. Yeah. And so she's down, from what I hear, significantly in those polls as well. Um, she's got about what twenty something days to figure it out, and then um, you know, and then and then look. I think the you know, assuming that uh, you know, if, if look, the, one one argument that she does make is she does seem to poll better against Biden, in the general, former president, yeah. in general. Yeah. Um, did you meet these candidates like a lot? I did. Did you like Nikki? I liked all of them. Uh, to be honest with you, I I, uh, I, cool? I like most of them. Is that a man? I can tell you who I think it is, and then you can either. I'm in that position. I like I like I like most of them. Just a link. I like most of them. I did talk to 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 just about all of them. Yeah. You guys are probably like events and all that kind of stuff all together. Yeah. At events. You know, look, we're not all, we're different, right? Like, we're all very different people. Uh, we come from different perspectives, different points of, uh, different, we come from different parts of the country, we come from different upbringings, different whatever. We have a lot of things in common in terms of values. Um, but uh, it was, go ahead. I was going to say, there's probably a beef that comes up, though. Like, if I'm talking about another candidate, like, person XYZ, he's, yeah. he's weak in this area, like, if yeah, you stop talking about me, I'd be like, I'm going to say this, I'm going to say this. And, 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 you know, I want, to, I want to be humble about this, right? Like, I think I might have gotten beef if I would have stayed in longer, yeah. right? Like, the fact that I yeah. got out so quickly uh, probably avoided a lot of, like, potential beef. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you that I had a candidate, I won't say who, who, when I dropped out, and, this, and he meant this as a compliment. He's like, oh, I was really glad you didn't make the debate stage because they were worried, right? Like, they, they thought, like, you know, having a guy that sounds like me, that has my background, has my story, and that can potentially be compelling. Yeah. Yeah was not something they were looking forward to. Um, yeah. I mean, we see you guys, well, we see candidates take jabs at each other on stage, but does that respectful banter like happen offline too? Is it in the DMs? Is it like, <laughs> 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 I'm 
say this, I'll say this. It's not too different from sports, okay. right? Like, you, you're, you're, it's your competitor, yeah. right? Like, do you really hate the other team? Like, Some guys. sometimes Some you guys. do. <laughs> <laughs> that's you, yeah. That's 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 you. Sometimes you do, sometimes you do. Sometimes it is personal yeah. because of the history, yeah. right? And sometimes it gets so nasty that there's no turning back, mm. right? But I think, okay. you know, I think a lot of times, and I think, you know, if you're smart, you have some level of forgiveness, right? Like, yeah, there is, you know, sometimes the disrespect gets too, yeah. it gets a little out of control. Yeah. But um, if, if, if it stays within the realm of like, you know, not too crazy. Sword and compete, yeah. Yeah, yeah just, right. Look, yeah. you're competing, so you're gonna go at it, you're gonna go at it hard. Have a competition. Right, and, and you're, gonna, you're gonna go at each other, um, you know. You don't take it personal. Yeah. You, you, yeah, I mean, you, you try not to take it personal. Right, right, right. right. I mean, that's the most it personal. Yeah. 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 All right, next topic. The aliens that popped up in Miami. Yeah, we got yeah. Oh, did you get to meet them? And if so, what did they tell you? They <laughs> 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 me like human coffee. Uh, no, man, no, listen. So, so this is this is interesting. I, 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 <sighs> the aliens in Miami. <laughs> I know. We're, we're gonna expecting that. We're going to talk about this morning. No. Um, so... <laughs> Where do I go with this? Uh, I'm sure I'm gonna upset some people by telling the truth here. Uh, <laughs> as far as I know, there are no aliens in Miami, okay? okay? So there was a lot of police officers, you know, as a public official, you're always being recorded. I, I go have lunch and people are recording, you know what I mean? Like where I, where I have lunch. So it, it would be bewildering to me that some alien is walking down Biscayne Boulevard with 20, 30 cop cars, yeah. right? And nobody would whip out their phone and just hit the record button and record the alien. Um, uh, and by the way, I can I can I can assure you that the police was not called there because of an alien, right? Like, <laughs> they were called out there because there was a fight. Uh, and, and I can tell you that um, that it's not the first time it's happened in Bayside during New Year's, right? Like so, this has been unfortunately something that's happened a couple of years successively. Fights and that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These these things, and then they, they created like, mini stampedes. Apparently, what's happening was. Some of the kids were th were shooting the uh, fireworks at people. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so that that created the little stampede action, and there were some fights that came out of it. So, so there was a, what's called this. I think it's called the Citywide Three, if I'm not mistaken, which is a call that goes out to all the police officers. Which basically, means everybody has to like, drop everything they're doing, show up, yeah. uh, because if, if it, something that gets out of control. We've got to keep, we've got to maintain order. And that's why so there's a conspiracy because there was so many yeah. cop cars and they made it but, seem like on TikTok. But I heard everything, man. I even heard that they, you know, there were rumors that they shut down the inter the, the phones. And oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> TikTok's crazy. I, I, sometimes think, I, mean, I think to me the conspiracy is I sometimes think that our enemies and our adversaries, I really believe this, are using our social media channels against oh, us. Absolutely. You know what I mean? When you think about, you know, countries like Russia and, and Iran and like North Korea yeah. and like you know these guys have troll farms and they they, they use AI and they they understand that that, that we sometimes we're, we can be skeptical as, as human beings right and they, they figure out ways to manipulate us to to um, to uh, persuade us and, uh, and and I think it hurts us sometimes because it, it creates animosity and it creates friction yeah that's that have you seen the Yuri Bezmenov guy the Russian defector from, so we had a CIA guy on the podcast. Oh, I yeah. asked him about it. So it's this, he was former KGB. Okay. And then like the 80s or 90s, he was like, he came to the US, defected, and like did a big interview and was like, hey, like this is our plan for the next few decades. Yeah. We're going to like infiltrate, we're going to start off in the academic setting yeah. and then like do like all these Marxist teachings, yeah. which is kind of what's happening in the left, right? Okay. And then slowly he, this was his quote, it was like, it, all it takes is one generation for everything to like go upside down. Look, it's, it, communism and socialism, my parents were kicked out of their country of birth, which was Cuba, yeah. right? And there, a charismatic leader said, give us all your property, give us all your businesses, and we'll make everybody equal. Yeah. And he did. He made everybody equally poor and equally miserable, yeah. right? And so, you know, it, it doesn't work. It's never worked. It's, a, it, it, you know, it's, 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 I always say it's the easiest sell in politics because it's always, it's easy to tell somebody, hey man, you're down on your luck. I got the answer. I'm just going to take more from that guy who's got a lot. Yeah. I'm going to give it to you. Mm -hmm. The problem is it creates a, a perverse incentive structure. Right. If you're busting your butt and you're working hard and you're earning the stuff, you know what I mean? You have no incentive 
Uh, I mean, you can be charitable, right? And you can give your money away and you can whatever, but the government taking it away to create this equality ends up creating a situation where then you have a disincentive to be productive mm -hmm. because the more productive you are, you don't necessarily benefit from it. Mm -hmm. So you leave. And what happens is in Cuba is people left, right? You, you see what happened in these cities, right? They leave, they come here, yeah. which is what we have this demand, by the way. But um, that's what's happened. And so, you know, when they, and then when, when the people who have capital leave and they're productive, you don't have investment. When you don't have investment, you don't have growth. When you don't have growth, you know, things start to decay. For sure. So it's just a very, very, very repetitive sort of basic cycle. It's not even complicated, but it's always, it's always, always, it's always easy politically to pit, you know, to have class warfare. It's always an easy, easy political yeah. thing to do. I didn't realize how bad it was in Cuba. I have pa uh, grandparents that are from there. Yeah. And they would tell me, and like, I mean, they still communicate with like other family members yeah. that are there. And they're telling me like, there's rations of eggs. You can only have like a certain like eight eggs like a month. And I'm like, dude, I eat four or five in the morning. That's insane. Eight yeah. a month, and even that's like lucky. I think when people, yeah, I think when people coming from Cuba, I think they go to a supermarket and they realize like, hey, wait a second, you can just unlimited. Buy anything here. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's a reasonably priced. Yeah. But this is a country where you gotta work, man. This is a country where you gotta, you know, you have to work. You where your ingenuity, your work ethic, your education all influence your success. Yeah. And your network, obviously. So, you know, it's a great country. Where there's no perfect country, mm -hmm. right? Um, but, you know, Winston Churchill used to say that democracy is the worst form of government except for all the others, meaning like yeah. we're, we're still the best, right? It's a tough system of government because every day you have to convince people of the wisdom of your decision. Like as mayor, I won by 85%, I was reelected by 80%, and I still have a ton of people that criticize me. And so every day I gotta convince them, no man, I'm here to do I'm here to do my job. Let me, you know, give me a break. Let me do my job. I'm 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 looking out for you, you know what I mean? And so it just happens, you know, you just it's 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 the it's the beauty of democracy, but it's also the difficulty of democracy. Yeah. Speaking that? of that, like, how do you deal with all the noise? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the hateration. Yeah, the yeah. hateration, the haters, the naysayers. So, so you know, I think, I think it, it's, I'm glad you asked the question. I've been asked it before on podcasts, and um, it's really an interesting question. I think, first of all, you need to know who you are. And I think that, in it, I know it sounds easy, like, oh, it's kind of like silly, like, I don't even know who we are. But like, when you're tested, when people criticize you, trust me, you will have doubts. You know what I mean? And I think a lot of that for me, I can't, I don't want to speak for anyone else, is driven by their, um, their spirituality. Mm -hmm. I'm deeply spiritual. Um, I go to church on Sundays. I pray every day. Um, you know, uh, and, and I, I believe that faith is, a, is an enormous part of not just my ethic as a person, but my obligations as a citizen of this community um, my obligation as a parent, as a, as a, as a, as a, as a husband, uh, I'm not perfect. I don't claim to be perfect. I, I make mistakes like anybody else. Um, but I'm always working on myself and I'm always trying to be the best version of myself. Right. And, uh, and, and, you know, it's, it's a work in progress, right? You're always working at it, right? You're, and you're trying to stay close to God, in my case, Jesus, because I think he set a great example, right? And, you know, so... That's how I get started. I think the second part is, you know, when you accomplish things, right, you start to build up a record that you can look back on and say, hey, this happened. <laughs> you know, like, they can't take this away from me. Like the stadium with Inter Miami. It's going to be, it's being built. It will be built. They will be playing there. And one day I will go there and say, I know that I had a big role in this. <laughs> no, I mean, not, but I'm saying I had a big role in it. And that's how I built this. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> Actually, I didn't build it. The, the, the private sector built it, right, at their cost, right? Didn't yeah, cost right, us any right. money. So that was part of the, the, the reason why it was a good deal. Yeah. But I actually am glad that we didn't build it, right? I don't, I don't want it to be something that we have to now manage and that we now have to capitalize and, and, and spend money on. They did it at their cost, at their risk. So, you know, I, but, but you, you, you accomplish things, you do things, and, and that also helps, that gives you confidence. Obviously, your voters give you confidence, right? Like when you or walking in the street and someone says, hey man, you're doing a great job, or hey, we appreciate you. I always say that we have a spiritual gas tank, right? And some days you, you're down, you feel tired, you feel like overwhelmed yeah. or beat up. And then other days somebody will say something nice to you and you'll be like, you know, you'll be like, wow, you know what I mean? And that kind of like boosts you. And, and yeah. you know, so we need, we need that, that affirmation, that, that's important. Um, man, and at some level you just gotta, you've gotta protect yourself. I think would be the last thing I would tell you, protect yourself. So I go on social media diets, or like I will literally erase my social media from my phone 
for a couple of days and just be like, you know, I need a break. You know, I don't want to be looking at this. I don't want to be thinking about this. I need to focus on my family. I need to focus on my job. I need to focus on whatever. Um, I can't obsess over this because, by the way, human nature, we can get 100 good comments. You get one bad comment and it... And, That's and, what I was about to say. Yeah, and it often will put you in, in a bad mood. Yeah. It's crazy. It'll ruin your day right there. It's crazy. Yeah. And, it, and it's hard to get beyond that. And then you worry that if you get to a place where you don't care about anything, then you're like, you know, what does that say about me, right? Mm. So you got to be, is it like kind of a happy medium? Cause as a mayor, like you have constituents, so you do need to like listen to what they're saying. Cause you can't just completely like, if I'm a football yeah. player, it's like, dude, like I'm doing the best I can. Yeah, I can yeah, just yeah, have yeah. zero social media. Like, there's a world where you could do that. Yeah. But as a politician, it's kind of like, no, weird, I think right? for me, there's a difference between people that are acting in good faith and people that are acting in bad faith. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So to me, that's the line, right? If you're a constituent of mine, you're acting in good faith and you don't think I did something right or I did a good job or you, or you point something out that we could do better or you yeah. point something out that's that needs improvement, I'm all game for that. Like, I'm, as long I'm, as they're respectful, you're saying. As long as you're acting in good faith, as long as they are truly, they truly are acting in good faith. Like if you resolve it, they acknowledge it, they appreciate it, yeah. right? There are just people that are haters that are professional haters, either they're getting paid. Um, uh, is that a big thing? Oh, I, I believe it is. And paid by who? By people who don't like the decisions that you make. Can you talk about the, you know. Interest groups. Yeah, so, you know, we make decisions. Right. We're running a billion and a half dollar company. You know, we have yeah, 4,500 employees and four labor unions. We piss people off when we don't do what they want. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it doesn't cost them much to, to you know, to, to, to hurt us, uh, hurt our reputation. So you take a lot of risks being doing this job. It's, it's um, you know, you're very vulnerable. And I think that's why a lot of good people decide not to do it. And I think sometimes I wish the press would, would understand that if they're complicit in this, right, they are, what they're doing in an effort to want to, shine a light or create accountability is oftentimes, you know, hurting good people. Yeah. And then other yeah. people see that and they're like, I don't want nothing to do with this. I'm not going to get involved. Look what they did to this guy. This guy's a good guy. I know this guy. I went to high school with him. I, I went to college with him. I went to law school with him. You know what I mean? I've known the guy for 20 years. A great guy. I'm not going to put my, I'm going to subject myself to this. Look what they're doing to him. So, you know, it's, um, it is what it is, man. You know, and, and I'm, I'm blessed because I saw my dad serve. Um, you know, he came to this country at 12 years old with nothing. My mom came at seven with, with nothing, right? That's probably a big advantage. Like you've already seen how it's done. So you've kind of got those like mental reps. It helps, sense, right? Yeah. It helps, it helps, it helps. And, and, and we're different people. We have different personalities, right? Um, but it does, I, I think it helps for sure. Yeah. yeah and, and he's a resource, you know, he's someone that I can call and be like, yo, you know what I mean? Like if your father or your parent or- Yeah, it's like if my dad was Tom Brady or something. Exactly. What do you think about that? How do you diagnose this play? What's right. my read here? You know, yeah, whatever. Watch tape or something. Yeah. That's sick. Exactly. Yeah. That's awesome. Rob's a big uh, crypto guy. This is the I biggest am. crypto no, dude. He has a crypto no, podcast. No, 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 no. You're, the, you're the crypto king, yeah. <laughs> right? <No. laughs> I'm sure, I don't know if you want to like ask a question or something. Go for it, man. Man, uh, not, I don't have necessarily have a question, like, one particular in mind, but I'm curious, like, where do you see the landscape of crypto going and how does Miami fit into that landscape? Good question. Um, I think that uh, in terms of revolutionary technology or the work where technology is going generally, crypto was, you know, the, the fad right before AI, which is the current fad. Right, right now in this AI fad. So AI is what crypto was, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody was talking about crypto every day. Now everybody's talking about AI every day, yeah. right? Um, you know, what we tried to do was we tried to say, hey, if we want, if we're the David in this David and Goliath battle for market share of a technology sector, we need to get in on the ground on the new thing, right? The new thing was crypto. So mm -hmm. we said, hey, we're going to go all in, right? And, and I did some things that were really basic, right? I took my salary in Bitcoin, uh, put Satoshi's white paper on our website, you know, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And it got a lot of attention. And what's his white paper? I'm not the white paper was, was how he explained the concept of Bitcoin. Basically the white paper that explains how Bitcoin works, right? Okay. And so um, that, uh, that all got a lot of news and, and, and we, we got a reputation for being a very pro-Bitcoin. The Bitcoin conference came to Miami, which was a massive conference, a lot of economic development, et cetera. And then of course, I believe that, you know, you know, obviously we all saw what happened, right? With some of these companies that have gone through issues, but a lot of it also, I think has to do with the fact that, you know, there hasn't been adequate legislation and guardrails put into place mm -hmm. so that people knew how to play by the rules. And I think that had those, those guardrails been in place, my hope is that those big players would have followed the rules because they have a lot at stake, 
And these are billion-dollar companies, right? I think Coinbase direct IPO'd for $80 billion. Yeah. Massive company. Um, Binance is a massive global company. Uh, FTX was a massive company. So, you know, if, if, if the rules were clear, you know, you, you want to think that everybody would have played by the rules, but the rules were not really set. And so yeah. it's sort of a, that, that did not help the industry. I think that was a big, a big failure on the part of, of us as a country and as a society. Um, and then people even liked it to like the uh, cooking cowboys, you know, people say like, oh, the crypto, crypto cowboys. cowboys. It, was, yeah. it was a wild, wild west. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It, was a wild, yeah. it was a wild, wild west. And then, 2020, was um, crazy. you know, it was a wild, wild west. And then now AI has sort of supplanted it. And I think AI gave um, Silicon Valley sec a second life. You know, we were, we were taking a good amount of their market share um, in terms of venture capital dollars uh, because of crypto. And, uh, you know, and by the way, and, and to answer your question about where I think crypto is going, I think crypto is going to be very useful um, when you talk about decentralized finance, right, where people can invest small dollar increments in equity and debt. Like if you, if you, if you buy a building or if you build a building right now, they're, they're basically two capital sources. There's, there's debt, right? Like you borrow money from a bank and there's equity. People invest in, in the building. Um, and they, those have different risk profiles and therefore have different returns. But if you're someone, if you're if you're a senior citizen, for example, who's not wealthy, you can't put a thousand dollars in a eighty-story tower and say, "I want to buy a thousand dollars of that debt or a thousand dollars of that equity." So if you're you're being locked out of that wealth generation opportunity, mm -hmm. right? So the, there's a democratizing opportunity for crypto to fractionalize ownership in debt and equity. Um, you've got cross-border payments right now. If you send an international wire, it takes you sometimes days, um, when it could take seconds right, uh, through crypto. Um, the blockchain is something that's important. And this is where NFTs come from. The reason why NFTs are interesting and why the blockchain is interesting is, is really for authentication, for sure. right? So um, how do I know that that is actually Sergio Ramos' signature? How do I know that that is actually Neymar's signature? How do I know that is actually Messi's signature? I mean, were you guys there when they signed it? No. Right, no. Right. I wasn't even there when, I don't think I was there when they signed it. I, think Neymar, I was there when Neymar signed it, but I don't think I was there when Sergio or Messi signed it. Right. So, so how do I know? Yeah. You know? Um, but with, if, it, if that were an NFT, right, that was, uh, that had a, you know, that, that, that had the blockchain that was on the blockchain, you would know that that was an authenticated, right? The authentication is really important. So then if I sell it or trade it, the person who gets it can also authenticate it, mm. right? So, you know, uh, so that's that's why uh, uh, that's important. Um, so, and, and it's a digital asset, right? Like I think, you know, digital assets are are going to become more and more prevalent. I think, you know, maybe in our lifetime, we won't have cash dollars mm -hmm. anymore. You know what I mean? Um, you know, I'm not a big fan of the central bank digital currency concept uh, because I don't think people want the government to know, you know, I mean, we pay taxes, right? But I don't think you want them to know how much money you have in your bank account or Pocket, so that right? gives the government access to everyone's bank account. So they would argue that it doesn't, right? Okay. Like, you know, if you ask them, they're not gonna they're not gonna say, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But so they're it, being shady about it. it. It's if 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 the central bank creates a digital currency, yeah. right, and it's not decentralized, right, right. and it's, and, it's <laughs> and, and, and they have some control over, right? right? So they, I'm sure they'll they'll try to convince people that they don't. Yeah. I'm not sure. And, and I know are. you have to be very careful about this, but. Uh, are there any like certain protocols you keep an eye out on or that? Yeah, I don't, I don't talk about that anymore because I get in <laughs> trouble because if I say something, someone say, oh, you're trying to move a market right, right, or you're right, trying right. to uh, give investment advice, which I'm not. Um, no, I would just tell you, do your due diligence. Even sometimes when you do your due diligence, it's not enough. Sure. Definitely do your due diligence. Um, if it's too complicated or if someone who's explaining it to you can't really explain it well, I would, I would say that, yeah. I would say like that's a red flag, you know? Yeah. yeah. So I heard also that you're going to bring Elon to build underwater uh, highways. Is that accurate? I mean, I'd love to. <laughs> uh, look, I think, I think uh, transportation is one of the areas in city building and ecosystem building that is most being disrupted. I mean, it's being disrupted in a variety of ways, right? It's being disrupted through what I call micromobility, which is like scooters and stuff like that, where you can go a mile, two miles, three miles with one of these things, which are electric and don't really uh, create congestion. You've got what I call 15-minute walkable cities, where basically cities are being planned. Like now you have Wynwood and the Design District, and you have Even the Coconut Grove. Grove. Yeah. You have all these places, right? Where everything that you do, where you live, where you work, and where you enjoy yourself is all within a 10-minute walkable radius. So you don't have to get in a car. You obviously have remote work, right? 
which is uh, meaning that you don't even have to leave your house, right, to be able to work. And I think that creates less stress on our, on our road system. And then I would, the last bucket I would say is just truly innovative transportation mobility, right? And I think uh, at scale. And I think- um, Like Born Company? Born Company is one of them. Um, urban air mobility is another one, right? Like the concept where you can Flying have- cars. Basically, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And it's is Born Company, because Florida's like geography is different with like a lot, a lot of limestone and like that kind of, is that possible here? So I think they're doing some uh, geological testing now. And I think there are, um, you know, my guess is they're doing some of that uh, stress testing now. Um, I, 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 my guess is that- They're trying to figure it out. Right. And my guess is, look, if you're Elon Musk, you're the richest guy in the world, like you-, you We will, trust you Elon. Figure, you yeah, will yeah, figure yeah, it out. Yeah, yeah, right? We should have gotten yeah. Elon down here over Austin. We're working on it, man. What makes you really? think I'm not? Yeah, uh -huh. man, listen. You think he'll move? some alpha. I, 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 yeah, come on, man. <laughs> I, I, I think, I think, look, I think, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't, look, he has multiple companies, right? So he's yeah. got, obviously, SpaceX, Tesla, um, you know, an X, uh, among others, Neuralink. Neuralink, they just put one in a human uh, yesterday. Incredible. Uh, yeah, two days ago, yeah. So, you know, I, I think, I think the one I would like to see come is X, mm -hmm. right? I like to see what Twitter or whatever you call it. You know, I like to see that one come because I think the concept of, of free speech is one that we really care about and value here in the city. Yeah, it's part of our DNA. It's a big um, Miami principle. Right? It is, and we and, and we don't always agree. Yeah. You know, um, and I think that would be cool. Um, you know, uh, you know, be nice to. I'd love to get more, a couple more, um, what I call tech anchor tenants, mm. right? So we did. We got a lot on the finance side, a ton on the finance side. Okay. That, you know. Trillions of dollars and, and assets under managed companies opening up offices here, yeah. thousands of jobs, high paying jobs. Um, but we'd love to see that on the tech side. And, and we, we've seen some of it on the tech side. I do think the AI sort of revolution, if you will, uh, stem the tide a little bit and, and the crypto yeah, stuff. Yeah, for yeah. Sure, like the for combination sure. of those two things. Absolutely. So you talk to him about it? You think that's possible? Um, I've, I've talked to him about the boring company. I have talked to him, obviously, about the possibility of locating the boring company's headquarters here. That'd be sick. And I think, you know, I think that would be, you know, we'd have to do a project, right? Like we're, yeah. we're still doing, we're still in the preliminary phases of it. So like all these celebrities, when they're thinking about moving here, like so many people a lot since COVID, especially yeah. like, are you ever picking up the phone? Like, cause I see all these jerseys, Magic Johnson, Messi. I mean, Messi was with the team, but sure. are you ever like picking up the phone and like trying to get dudes like, Hey, you know, Taxes X Y Z. We got your crib, but by not, way, not that you they, bought it. But they, like. wouldn't, they wouldn't. They wouldn't live in whatever crib I got them anyway. So they, they don't want their own crib. Um, no, I look. We. Um, I'm, I'm always pitching Miami. I'm, I'm, I'm. You know, somebody was telling me last night. He's like, "You're like the chief marketing officer." I'm like, "Well, I'm the chief executive officer, <laughs> CEO, not the CMO." But, but I am as part of my role. Is I actually think I'm broader than a CEO. CEO is like running the corporation. I consider myself the CEO, but a different E. I think I'm the chief ecosystem officer because mm. ecosystem is more than just the company, right? The company's running well, right? We're, 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 we have good surpluses, low taxes, right? Low homicide, right? So all those metrics are good. Um, for me, I, I'm thinking about the ecosystem. How are people, you know, are they enjoying our parks? Are they enjoying our cultural facilities? You know what I'm saying? Are they, are they able to play sports? Or do they have access to sports at a low cost? Um, you know, that's the ecosystem, right? That's, that's where you get happiness, right? How are people happy? Well, they're happy when they're investing their most precious asset, which is their time in an endeavor that they enjoy. That's what makes them happy. So that's how I look at it. And so in terms of like those people, you know, I think it's not a mistake that we focus on quality of life. We focus on happiness and we focus on what I call ROT, return on time. And you've got Messi, Tom Brady, you know, Jeff Bezos, Ken Griffin, you know, all these guys moving, wow. right? And, and when you look at Messi, he turned down $250 million from Saudi yeah. to come live here. So, I mean, I think, we, I think we've got a pretty good formula oh, yeah. if we're, you know, if we're, if we're succeeding in convincing those guys. Speaking of this ecosystem, I'm curious because I've been seeing a lot of content creators, you know? You guys know yeah. which ones I'm talking about, especially near the Brickle area. Same, what bro. incentives are there for content creators? <laughs> <laughs> The weather, man. That's the incentive. Look at that. <laughs> you got the mayor on your podcast. Was it? No, look, I think, I think, you know, it's interesting. You know, people often ask me about incentives. And I'll be honest with you, we don't, we don't really, we're not big into incentives because a lot of it is our value prop is obviously what I just talked about. I spent a lot of time talking about it. But also when you think about the salt deduction going away, I don't know where you guys are from originally, but 
Um, you know, in, in New York, you got to pay an extra 13% in taxes. In, in Illinois, you got to pay an extra, I don't know, 12 or 13% taxes. In California, the same thing. So the, 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 the incentive is saving 13% in taxes, right? So like your dollar, you literally are either paying, if you're in the highest tax bracket, you're paying 37% in taxes, right? If you're, if you're in one of those cities, you're paying 50%. Five zero half. For, so your gov the government is your partner, your business partner, right? So for every dollar you earn, you're giving your partner, who who you don't get any rights. You know, you get very li limited rights to, to to manage. So that's right? why we're getting all the OnlyFans girls. Exactly. Those are the content creators. <laughs> <laughs> it's the capital of the world. I've been married for though. 16 years happily, and yeah. so I'm not gonna comment on any girls. They're making a lot of money. <laughs> it's content, man. It's content. It's Listen, no, like no, like you said, social media, you know, is can be a good thing and a bad thing, and it's very persuasive. So, but that's what I want to ask you. So, yeah. kind of going off subject a little bit. I know you said you try to, you know, get away from being a politician and social media. What's what are some things you do in Miami to kind of help get your mind off of being a politician and kind of get you back to being yeah. Mayor Suarez, like the confident guy you are? Yeah. Well, I, I like to exercise. Okay. I even do. You can tell. Yeah, I even do something called Fitness Fridays. Okay, uh, can we where, pull up? What's that? Can we pull up? Yeah, anytime. Absolutely. I'll get a workout. Then. Let's, Let's do, do it. it. As a matter of fact, I think I'm doing it tomorrow. So maybe we just do it tomorrow. If you guys want to come by tomorrow? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an auditor, so right now is the busiest time of the year for me. So. <laughs> but it's, it's from eight to nine. Okay. So right I do nice. it from eight to nine. I actually had the Nelk Boys. Okay. There a couple Ooh, okay. times. Um, and I've had a couple of interesting people come by, drop in. So yeah, anytime you guys want to drop in, here? for sure. We, in my house, I do it in my house usually. Oh, oh yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. And we do it at gyms too. Like like local gyms will say like they, they watch it and they're like, hey, why don't you come by our gym? So we've done it at a few of the gyms in Miami because we want to promote the local businesses. So yeah. I do that. Um, I love the water. I'm a big water guy. Okay. So I love the water. I love like scuba diving, big boat, okay, fishing and that kind of stuff. Diving. Big big on that. Um, you know, and uh, and that's it. And then I love to spend time with my kids. I mean, I'm love being a dad. You know, I mean, yeah. you guys are. I don't know if you guys have kids yet, but no, yeah, too, okay. hopefully not soon. It's 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 rewarding. You know, you get to see. You kind of replay your life. You know, yeah. it's kind of weird. You know, you replay your life, and so, um, you know, and I think what happens is when you're in a high, relatively high profile position and uh, with a lot of intensity, a lot of scrutiny. I think in some ways, and I think certainly I'm not, and I don't, I'm not saying, I, you know, I don't, but you see a lot with a lot of this with celebrities, right? I'm not a celebrity, but you see a lot of this with celebrities, which is that they, they, they're very insular. Like they don't go out a lot. They don't, they don't do a lot of things. And I think, you know, there's a piece of that because, you know, everybody's watching, everybody's always, you know, anything you do, people are critical of it. So, you know, everybody has a phone. So I don't, you know, I don't know why they're not recording the aliens if they're there, you know, like, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so it's like. So I think a lot of it is you kind of like say, hey, man, you know what? I'm going to focus on my family. I'm going to focus on my friends. I like to have kind of a homebody. You know, I go out very, very rarely. Um, and uh, But but yeah, so so I do that and, and you know. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, yeah it sounds, sounds, like, sounds like a pretty good regiment. So, but... Try to be disciplined. But one thing you didn't... Some, one thing you didn't mention was food. I'm a big foodie, so I don't want to know. Mm. And it's, So I'm not from here. I'm from North Carolina, so I came down here for... Oh, I'm not here to go to school and stuff. So, yeah. what's your favorite food spot? Food spots. And people can come. And See, try I, I don't want to do that either because oh, you know, they, I'm yeah. upset. This, somebody, this yeah. 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 but but I'll tell you sort of like how I mean. Right now, I've, I've done every diet in, in the world, like all the diets imaginable, everything you you name it, I've done it. Carnivore um, diet. What's that? Carnivore diet. Yeah. Really? I've really? done everything. I've done everything. How's that? I've done carnivore diet and I've done vegan. Really? Wow. Yeah. I've done them all. Which so, one do you like better? Carnivore for sure. You felt better. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, 100%. I think that's the move. Vegan, I felt terrible. terrible. Looked terrible. Really? <laughs> yeah, I was. It was. <laughs> and I did it for a while too. So um, now you're gonna have some vegans call you. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just saying it's me. I'm not saying y'all. I'm saying it's me. The next Miami Herald. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so uh, for me, I, I usually I kind of fast in the morning. Now, lately, I've, you know, uh, I used to be a breakfast guy. I'm like not, not having breakfast. I have lunch. Mm -hmm. And then, and then I'm, I'm able to have a nice dinner, with, you know, whatever. If I can have like a beer, wine, whatever. Yeah. Um, and that's it. You know what I mean? So I'm able to like enjoy myself, right? Yeah, and then I work out. So that kind of keeps me in line. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, we'll wrap it up. I know you got to head out, but thank you for making the time. Oh, it was awesome. Thank you. Maybe we'll see you at the lift. 
Do it. Yeah. Let's do it, man. I'm yeah. serious. What's, I'm gonna what's be tomorrow's the... regiment? Arms? Friday? I don't know. I, I... Flex Friday? <laughs> Flex Friday. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. All right. We'll figure it out. Yeah, I, 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 we kind of make it up as we go. Okay. okay. I like to do what I do like to do is kind of what I call limited equipment type stuff because I'm trying to do it. It's a challenge, right? Like I'm trying to challenge my residents to do it, to be fit. And so we'll do stuff that maybe they can do at home, right? Like, like so, body weight stuff, bands. Maybe. Sometimes it'll be body weight. Sometimes it'll be bands. Sometimes we'll even use like chairs and stuff, you know, like mm-hmm. whatever. And then, uh, and we usually scale it. So if I'm doing something, I will scale it mm-hmm. um, so people can, you know. Okay. So we'll do your workout and then you come with us football workout with yeah. our guys. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. We'll get you on the field. We'll get you on the field. Throw some routes. Let's go. You run routes? Of course. Ooh, athlete. I'll throw. I played basketball in high school. I didn't, my school didn't have a football team when I was coming up, but I would have liked to play football. It would have been fun. Yeah. Then you got to go one-on-one. He's the backer. He's got to bring yeah. you down. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I don't, yeah. <laughs> you think, you think you'll like get around him time. up and field? I like me over time. I, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I can get around him. He's a lot younger than I am. Seems like he's in a lot better shape, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm puffing and puffing. Yeah. yeah. All right. Awesome. I appreciate it. Thank right, you. Guys, thanks, thanks a lot. I appreciate you, too. Fun.